What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having an absolutely beautiful afternoon. I promised I would get into this today with Enoch's weird vision in the book of Enoch. What does it actually mean? Uh, Does it even matter to us today? How do we kind of decode this really weird esoteric type symbolism uh, that happens within the book of Enoch? So today's title is God's Throne Made Entirely of Intelligent Crystals? Question mark. Um, Enoch's Grand Vision Explained. So I'm going to do my best to explain it. Uh, to the best of my understanding. Hopefully you will have your own downloads, your own revelations about this today as well. This is episode number 238. Yes, I said it. 238, y'all, in less than a year. So uh, we're going to be at episode 300 here in just a few weeks, and I am so pumped for it. So we'll, we'll, I don't know, you know, pop open a bottle of grape juice or something like that. So what's up, Martin? How are you doing? Uh, Martin says, good afternoon, brother. Good afternoon, my friend. Thank you so much for the gifts, Martin. Peter, welcome. Stitchy, thanks for being here. Shelly, what is up? How are you doing? Danielle, thanks for joining. Just a reminder, you can listen to this podcast in its entirety at your convenience over at www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can click on the Apple or Spotify logo at the very top on the pink banner of my website to find my official audio podcast wherever your favorite podcast is. You can also join our Supernatural Patron Tribe, which I will tell you about more later. So getting in today, according to the book of Enoch, during his vision of the heavenly throne, Enoch witnessed a grand awe-inspiring sight where he saw some key elements described in the text. Number one, the glory of God. Enoch saw the glory and radiance of God on his throne. The text emphasizes the indescribable uh, splendor and majesty of God's appearance and his garments shining brighter than the sun. So First off here, we we can kind of decode from the text that this is not the Father in spirit and in truth that Jesus speaks of um, and that many, many gurus have spoken of, especially within the mystic tradition. So this is um, going to be, you know, again, an early Hebrew text focusing more on the deified entity of God, uh, possibly the Yahweh God here, possibly um, a tulpa type representation of like projecting the hope of a savior through this text um, because we literally do see that within this text and I'm going to go ahead and jump in we're in Enoch chapter let's see 10 chapter 14 Roman numerals super fun there uh, behold and this is going to be chapter 14 verse 8 says and the vision was shown to me thus Now, this is right after the judgment of the angels that I talked about earlier this morning, kind of questioning this God in here and like, you know, who asked for them to be punished? Why are they punishing angels, especially when they did not seemingly do anything wrong? I mean, obviously they broke uh, some sort of command or whatever, but man, you talk about harsh punishment, like um, even some of the world's most evil men like had some mercy in them. And this is just like a really... um, really harsh judgment as I talked about earlier. So now we get into Enoch's vision. And so kind of knowing that data that we have of like a baseline of understanding um, maybe who this God might be, then we move into this vision. And so um, we, we are for all intents and purposes, this go through, this go through in the reading of Enoch, reading it from an extraterrestrial point of view, from the idea that this particular God or representation of God is a deified extraterrestrial entity. The sons of God um, here, or sons of heaven, watcher angels, are extraterrestrial purveyors of uh, kind of a divine code uh, to manage different planets, um, all of which stem from the Anunnaki, which means those from heaven to earth who came. So again, looking at these as more physical entities, divine physical entities, Uh, They can certainly travel between realms. So, behold, in a vision, clouds invited me and a mist summoned me. And the course of the stars and the lightning sped and hastened me. 
Now, I want to just stop there. Um, If you are beamed up into a spaceship and you live thousands and thousands of years ago, you've never seen a helicopter, you've never seen an airplane, you've never seen uh, one of those spaceships going up or those rockets that we send up all the time. And you say, um, the lightnings and the stars hastened me into this vision. Um, You might not even know that it's real. You might literally go, okay, this was a vision. This totally tripped me out. I was obviously out of this world. This can't be real. So do we know if this is an actual psychedelic or spiritual vision? No. Do we know that if it's actually being taken up in a spacecraft? No. But I definitely lean towards the ancient astronaut theorem here because, yeah, I mean, he's hastened by stars and lightnings that sped up and hastened him. And the winds in the vision caused me to fly and lifted me upward and bore me into heaven. So it definitely sounds like he has physical feeling around this, physical sensation around this. Um, Not that you can't have that within a vision, but... Uh, very much sounds like he's, you know, he's taken up in a craft is what it sounds like to me. So Anita says, yes. Truth quest says maybe, uh, the capstones were intelligent crystals. Very good. Very good. Um, let's see. Other questions in here. Thoth mentions in the Emerald tablets, the capstones and the pyramids, uh, made of Nibiru crystals. Yeah, exactly. And so, we have a lot of references, especially when the biblical canon to lapis lazuli um, crystal. So L A P U S L A Z U L I um, lapis lazuli. Uh, yeah, go look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, it's a metamorphic rock, lapis lazuli, in its natural state with pyrite inclusions. So literally has the essence of what looks like gold in it. Obviously, it's pyrite. Um, wow, yeah, this is interesting. Lapis short is a deep blue metamorphic rock uh, used for uh, as a semi-precious stone or mineral, uh, prized since antiquity for its intense color. Um, this is obviously something that you probably, you know, have seen within um, a lot of movies and television shows set around Egypt. There's natural pigment made from this diamond pendants polished block of lapis lazuli this is gorgeous this polished block of it is uh yeah it's like fiery blue um very very pretty so we've got a lot of references to that um isaiah 6 1 in the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord sitting upon a throw throne high and lifted up uh, and the train of his robe filled the temple Revelation 4, 2, at once I was in the spirit and behold, a throne stood in heaven, one seated on the throne. Hebrews 12, 2, uh, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of faith, who for the joy was set before and endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So lots of, you know, um, obsessions with a throne, especially through antiquity. So, but the Lord sits enthroned forever and has established his throne of justice. Psalm 9, 7. Uh, then I saw a great white throne in him who was seated on it. Um, so you've got like lots and lots and lots of throne imagery just within the Bible. That's just a basic Bible search for God's throne. Uh, then, uh, uh, Isaiah 54, 11, O afflicted one, storm tossed and not, uh, comforted. Behold, I will set your stones in antimony. And lay your foundations with sapphires. Um, And then, uh, and they saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, pavement of sapphire stone and heavenly, uh, like the very heaven for clearness. Um, Then you have onyx talked about. Lots and lots of stones. I did a whole series a long time ago on heavenly stones and crystals, like the importance of them. Uh, crystal carries transmissions and communications exactly and that's right there Yvonne actually the point I'm getting to today very 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 interesting that these thrones of God talked about is um, 
they're crystals, guys. They carry information. I mean, you can look up the um, the crystal skulls, which have been able to like psychically speak people speak to people throughout history. Uh, these are like little computers of information that store information. We're starting to know within our science um, that we can like write information on these crystals and store it for you know essentially forever. So um, in Exodus. 3911, it says in the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, a diamond. Um, I mean, it's it's really, really weird here. I'm looking for a specific verse, which I should have found when we started. And it doesn't appear to be on this search page. So let me do this in the Bible. I'm trying to prove something to you that I just thought about. This is how I work, guys. Welcome to my world. Um, okay, blue stone of the throne. There we go. Yeah, uh, Exodus 24:10. Yeah, under his feet was something like pavement made of lapis lazuli and bright as the sky. Um, then you have Ezekiel. That's where it is. That's where it is. Okay. Um, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Again, God. Um, every precious stone was thy covering, and sardis, topaz, and diamond, beryl, and onyx, and jasper, the sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, and gold, workmanship of thy tablets, uh, of thy, thy tabrets, and thy pipes was prepared in thee on the day that thou was created. Um lapis lazuli here is in the niv interesting okay so lapis lazuli is in niv and king james version has sapphire so you know depends on what translation you look at but here's what i want to get at and you guys can go look go look all of this up uh, like i said especially in ezekiel's vision you have this lapis lazuli throne um and so as I jump back, there it is, into Enoch. Um, it says, lifted me upward by the wind and bore me into heaven. And I went in till I drew nigh to a wall which was built of crystals and surrounded by tongues of fire. Now think about what a tongue of fire would be. I mean, you guys see these LEDs in the background. Um, if, if you had a bunch of these flickering or flashing and pulsating, um, it's going to look like a tongue of fire. In fact, this one over here on the crystal, if you can see this in the background on the live version of this, you can't see it on, on Facebook and TikTok right now, but I've got these LEDs in the background and they just kind of flicker and flash. Um, and so like, think of that as a tongue of fire, right? Like he wouldn't have known, um, what, what, <laughs> what a tongue of fire was. That's what he's trying to describe, like, this technology. Um, and that's just how I... There's the truth train for confirmation, you guys. Um, so this is where it gets even weirder. I mean, you really have to open your mind up to this and try to understand what all of this is. So you have um, a wall built of crystals and surrounded by tongues of fire. Like, literally, guys... That could be either actual crystals or what we have as screen technology. Um, if there was a screen, a technological screen, um, he would not know what that is. Like he would see these smartphones that I'm talking to right now and think that, uh, you know, it's, it's something of the gods. It's tongues of flame. It's a wall of crystal um changing and showing him visions right like he, he's never ever 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 seen anything like this and he's taken up and shown these things so that's kind of the weird reality about the book of enoch is it's one of the the best proofs we have within uh antiquity uh besides the sumerian tablets of ancient technology ancient alien technology ancient extraterrestrial astronaut whatever you want to call it technology and so um, I find it just absolutely fascinating. So then he says, um, and I went in till I drew nigh to a wall, which is built of crystals and surrounded by tongues of fire. And it began to affright me. So he's like freaking out here. And I went into the tongues of fire and drew nigh to a large house, which was built of crystals 
and the walls of the house were like tessellated, like a tessellated floor made of crystals. So a tessellated floor made of crystals. So like right away you have, um, you've got tessellation. Um, so tessellation or tiling uh, is a covering on the surface of a plane using geometric shapes. So think sacred geometry, think tessellation, think, um, you know, patterns repeating over and over and over within this crystal. Um, very, very trippy experience here. The floor is made of crystals, the wall, the house. Now he's talking about a house, but it could be an inner room, right? You know, if you're on a craft and then there is um, hallways made of crystals and you have an inner room, sound and light and in quantum information resonance chamber uh, made for entities to get in and telepathically tell a ship where to go to travel through time and space. Yeah, I said it. Weird, I know. Sci-fi, crazy, insane person on the interwebs here, right? Um, well, you know, not not really. So, um, let's see. So, great question. Um, Gustavo says, do I think it's possible that the sanctuary of Lucifer collapsed uh, with the planet Earth and all his uniform because he dressed with all the jewelry and is now mixed with Earth and wearing his uniform and jewelry today. Uh, what do I think? So that's a really good question, Gustav. Here is my thing. Um, I do not believe Lucifer is bad. I believe Lucifer is good. There is very, very few verses about Lucifer. Now, Luciferianism is a bit different. In its purest form, it's all about the light bearer, but there's a lot of dark cults built on that, so be very warned with that but at the same time um the word lucifer is the latinization of bright and morning star um the greek word phosphorus phosphorus so that is bright and morning star what's up terry how you doing brother uh holly welcome thanks for being here um yes like the changing stairs in harry potter absolutely so um you know, for me, the whole Lucifer thing, and I've actually done a whole episode. I've got an episode coming out with Corinna Potic soon where I'm going to get deep into that. I've got new information on that. Another friend of mine dropped another video with a lot of information on that. What's up, Annie? How are you doing, my friend? Um, so, that's how I approach it because, again, Lucifer, Lucifer comes against the old god, Okay. And that, that's not really a bad thing because the old God was not really nice and was clearly an extraterrestrial entity. And so you have like this new narrative in the New Testament. How do pastors miss that? Because they're just trained out of it. Okay, it doesn't mean they're trying to hide anything from you. They just don't have that information because they don't, they're not like, hey, here's the Enuma Elish. Hey, here's Book of Enoch. Hey, here's all of the ancient mythologies to really understand the concept of a light bearer. Thank you, Martin. Martin knows what's up here. Um, this is this is a deep concept that's actually so obvious and so clearly has to be the truth that so many people will ignore it. Like literally Lucifer, not bad, Lucifer good. You've been trained through television and movies to think, oh, he's a black, you know, black as night angel with dark wings and stuff um and he's just like shrouded in mystery and shadow and he's the fallen angel and blah blah, blah. really he's like the light bearer um even the word uh lucifer means to bear light and so um it's talking about oh how far you have fallen from heaven son of the morning uh you have laid the nations low uh you said you would release the captives you did not you said i will raise myself as uh, to the throne of God and beyond, blah, blah, blah. Literally, it's like a judgment of this Old Testament God, the God of this world, against the light bearer, against the Christ, against Jesus and any other ascended master that brought that message to enlighten humanity and unenslave the minds and hearts of humanity. So, like, that's, that's the esoteric concept there. Um, you know, Lucifer is not this... Uh, fallen angel with, uh, you know, again, these dark wings and, uh, you know, a hood on and just this really demonic thing. No, he's, he's like, it, it literally is the Christ archetype. It's uh, the 13th Zodiac symbol, the uh, Osephus, I believe is what it's called, the serpent bearer. 
Why is it the serpent bearer? Because the serpent is the shining one. What's a shining one? A shining one is uh, one who came from heaven, an angel, a son of heaven, an Elohim. Uh, you got to think about things from these angles. So, uh, and sorry about the trash in the comments today, guys. Just ignore the the dot the bots and they'll go away. Um, they they feed off of um, interest in them. So, um, let's see. So, yeah, I'm vibing on this today. This is good stuff. Is Lucifer the same as Satan, uh, but in a fallen state? Actually, it's a great question, Gustavo. Not really what I planned about talking about today, but I love answering questions. It's a really good question. Um, so actually, Lucifer and Satan have nothing to do with each other. Now they are. Um, there is a verse in the Bible that often pastors use to try to tie it back, and it says, um, and I believe it's in Pauline's doctor, uh, Paul's doctrine. So it's considered Pauline theology, um, where he says that, uh, and I wonder because even Satan cloaks himself as an angel of light. And so people assume like, oh, that's Lucifer. No, that is literally talking about Yahweh. There's a verse in the Old Testament where Yahweh is able to turn on and off his light. Uh, he actually cloaks himself in clouds of darkness, very much like an extraterrestrial technology hiding in the clouds. Um, yet he was able to turn a light on and illuminate himself with a false illumination, literally with technology rather than spiritual illumination. These are two different concepts. And so we have this Luciferian concept planted throughout the Bible that most people miss when really it's actually the whole point of the gospel. It's the God spell of the illumination of Christ, the light of the world. Literally, he says, I am the light of the world. When I am in the world, there is light in the world. Um, so very, very, you know, again, just like blow your mind once you see it. It takes a lot of studying, and it takes a lot of studying outside of the biblical canon to understand the mythologies. You can see it in movies and television like it's hinted at. Um, it's in some of the comic book movies that are out now. So, yes, Yahweh is Enlil. So the archetype of Yahweh is present within Enlil and Marduk, by the way. Uh, Enlil did part of what Yahweh did, and Marduk did part of what Yahweh did, and then the New Test or the Old Testament, excuse me, adopted both of those mythologies and put them into one entity. So you're literally looking at recycled mythologies within the Bible. Am I saying the Bible plagiarized? No, not necessarily. It was just rewritten because it had been told and handed down and handed down and handed down and then adopted into a new cultural god or that representation of that cultural god. So this is where manifest theory comes in, where we actually manifest our gods. Once we agree to a certain standard of what that God is, and enough people agree on that, start making sacrifices and worship to it, it literally manifests from the consciousness of humanity. So, pretty wild. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. So, let's see. Sandra, thank you uh, and welcome. Thank you guys for the stars. Stars on Facebook help push the video. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the super chats up here on YouTube, by the way, and the gifts on TikTok. Of course, the gifts help me directly. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, somebody said, not putting Yahweh down. He is evil. Uh, yeah, Yahweh is not very nice. Um, I'm just going to say he's he's not very nice. You go look at it. Uh, if that was your uncle, you wouldn't want to be around your uncle. Um, like if that was a family member, that would be a toxic, uh, family member that you did not want to be around. Like we just need to be honest about this now, guys. There's no offense towards any culture or any representation here. This is like, we're looking at mythologies. We're understanding the archetypal gods and who we want to be associated with and who we don't, uh, because your belief system is going to manifest your reality. So, uh, you need to get a more loving, more light filled, more restoring God um, if you're going to move forward in life at all, um, if you're going to stay stuck in the same addictions, the same hopelessness, the same patterns, the same crappy relationships, um, you know, keep serving the same God and you'll be led through the desert. One of my video, uh, one of my friends released a video today. Uh, bleh, let me keep talking super fast. Let me focus. Super ADD guys. Pardon, pardon my ADD. Um, one of my friends on TikTok released yes enki is lucifer lucifer is christ uh christ is consciousness christ is the illuminator christ is 
uh, our connection to God within. It's the awareness of God. So um, very, very good. Yes. Um, and that's ultimately what I'm saying with all of these videos here. So, um, so one of my friends released a video today talking about genies or gin um, and that you don't follow the flame in the desert. There's all these like cultural representations out in the uh, Saudi Arabian desert where um, if you see fire on the mountain in the desert, you see fire in the distance, you see fire on the dunes, you do not follow it into the desert. Think about the Old Testament, okay? Like if people today know this and, you know, uh, he was telling a story and I don't want to steal his story. You can go listen to his channel. King Magon is his name. Go check him out. I uh, love what he's doing over there. But go check, uh, I'm not affiliated with him or anything, but but I do really like what he's doing. He is a friend of mine here on TikTok in the creator sphere. So very thankful for the work he's doing for the collective. But um, you can go look up, you know, genie lore and fire in the desert and literally just go read your Old Testament through Exodus. Uh, the Israelites followed an entity through the desert for 40 years. Um, a lot of them died. Um, it was a bloodbath of sacrifice and uh, wandering through the desert, aimless wandering. Even their prophet was unalived on the mountain. Moses had to be unalived. The Bible literally proves who did that. One verse says that only Satan knows where the body of Moses is because Satan was the one that unalived him. And another verse says that God knows where his body is because God unalived him. Think about that. Literally, your Bible argues with itself. So many verses in there, guys. You don't think we've shifted timelines now. Just go reread your Bible. It'll blow your mind. Uh, is there new data in it or do you have new eyes? That's the question, guys. Is there new data in the Bible or do you have new eyes? And I'm not here to push the Bible on anyone. Um, just kind of an important document, right? Even if you're not Christian, if you're not uh, Jewish, if you're not... Um, any kind of uh, religious affiliation, it's still an important document. You've got a lot of data in one spot. So, uh, Honeybee says both. Uh, Susie says, wow. Uh, TruthQuest says, hope you're doing well and having a wonderful day. Yes, I am. It is a beautiful day here today. So, um, let's see. Da, da, da. Um, so anyway, I want to finish this and really talking about this throne because it's really, really weird info here. Um, you have the tessellated floors made of crystals. Groundwork was of crystal. The groundwork was of crystal. This whole craft ship, celestial city, other realm that he was in. I wonder if he wasn't even outside of 3D. He's in 5 or 6 or 7D. Um, in, a, in a whole nother version of creation because you have to have a glorified body. Um, a lot of cultures believe he was converted or translated into the angel Metatron given a glorified body with his consciousness imbued into it. So I totally can see that. I think pretty much all world religions agree that like this is not the highest reality. We go somewhere else. But... You have these ancient mystics like Jesus himself. He said, no, no, the kingdom's in you. You have to access it there first um, if you are going to find the kingdom of heaven. You're never going to find it if you don't find the kingdom of God within you. Um, and so that's really, again, what I teach on this channel. It's very, very, very important. Um, anyway, Melissa, thank you. I don't have any idea what's going on in the comments. Uh, it's happening too fast. It's happening too fast. Um, love it when the comments are flying off the page like that. That's cool. So, um, so groundwork is crystal. Again, its ceiling was like the path of the stars and the lightnings, and between them were fiery cherubim, and their heaven was clear as water. So now, remember heaven, the word heaven comes from the Greek word oreos, which means sky. So their sky was clear as water. Um, anytime there's a heaven over someone, it could be like a firmament, a dome, um, or an ark, some sort of, you know, protective bubble almost. So this is, this is weird, but it really makes me think he went into another dimension, another reality, or was literally taken up into a spacecraft that used, uh, ancient astronaut technology, crystal, uh, power sources, crystal communication sources, crystal travel sources, 
Um, it's really, really interesting. So, um, yes, the kingdom truly lies within. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dream Star Oracle says, it's not our fault. It's Gemini season with, uh, and we are extra chatty. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and you guys go check out Dream Star Oracle if you guys want to learn more about the Zodiac. She's got all of the tips and tricks over there. Um, she did my uh, birth chart the other day. By the way, incredibly revealing information, spot on. Um, I've met very few people in my life that understand um, kind of the mysteries of the stars and those algorithms. And guys, it's math. Like, I am horrible at math. Um, and for somebody to be able to understand that and chart it out and look at those charts and, and be able to interpret them um, directly to the individual like she did with me. Uh, she did a live reading with me and our group on Saturday. Um, just incredible. So go check her out. Uh, hook her up. Uh, she's got uh, some, I think she has her um, open to the public. I'm not sure. You can let everybody know in the comments there, Dream Star Oracle, if you're open for readings or not. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, love supporting people in our community. Honeybee, go check out Honeybee's channel, by the way. Uh, Truth That Travels, Annie, Logan, 222. Um, you guys are all making great content. Keep it up. Don't stop. Keep talking right now. We need you in the collective. We need our collective agreement. We need to raise the frequency. Now is not the time to not make content. It may feel hard right now, but keep just do it. Be organic about it. Be real about it. Um, I'm not working on like crafting perfect content right now. I'm just, I'm just showing up and being real. Um, that's all I can do. Like it, it feels right. That's the only thing that feels right. But you guys keep creating. I just want to encourage you. Speak your truth, your experience. Yeah. So go follow Honeybee, Annie Logan, uh, Truth That Travels. I guess, are you Honeybee now, Truth That Travels? Or are you Truth That Travels somewhere else? I don't know. I'm just making sure everybody can follow you. So you guys can see them in the comments. Dream Star Oracle as well. So... Uh, all of which, by the way, are part of the Cub Cooker Supernatural Patron Tribe. Uh, it is our collective of individuals that support what I'm doing directly every month for 19 bucks a month. Um, we have one of the best patron memberships out there. Honestly, 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 go read the reviews on the website, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, CubCooker.com. Um, it is literally how I show up here. These platforms uh, offer very little lately in help to creators like myself. Um, I can't speak for all creators, but I know that um, my community is the reason I'm here. So thank you guys for your support. We have live calls every Saturday. We have meditations, behind-the-scenes videos, 24-7 uh, chat going on over there. Just supportive atmosphere, open-minded, multicultural, multi-faith, multi-orientation group of people over there. So you guys go check it out. Um, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. While you're over there, um, I'm uploading this week an entire series, an entire new course. If you upgrade your account for just a little bit more every month, upgrade to Warrior Status at checkout, you're going to get access to hundreds of video trainings. The one I'm up, I just uploaded one yesterday. Um, and the one yesterday is all about manifesting and materializing. Probably some of the best work I've put out. Um, it's not stuff I can put online. It's not a secret, but it is really for those that say, hey, I really want more and I'm going to take the time, get off of social, go through this, let Cub take me by the hand, get involved with the community, um, and ultimately raise my consciousness. I am uploading a brand new uh, course series on deconstruction that I talked about this morning. I've broken that whole video into bite-sized pieces with activating challenges. Um, and there's about 20 sessions in that course as well. So I'm going to be working on that and uploading that this week. So don't miss out, guys. There's like always something new happening in the community. Uh, don't, don't wait another day. If you feel like this is a great community, you dig what Cub's saying here, jump in and join. Literally, um, some people are charging upwards of $100 a month for the type of value we're offering in there for only 19 bucks a month. So go check it out. Love you guys. Really, really appreciate your support. That keeps me going. If you join today, I will personally welcome you over there. Make sure you get set up and get going for your own spiritual ascension. So thank you guys so much. 
So as we get back into this, a flaming fire surrounded the walls and its portals blazed with fire. Yes, it's portals. It literally says portals. So Somebody said, I can't troll this kind of truth. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. You come here to troll, you end up rolling with us. That's what happens. We literally have a bunch of members of our community. I won't embarrass anybody, but they started out by throwing shade my way. Um, and now we're like great friends, brothers, sisters in the community. So um, that, that's the power of the message, guys. Uh, love you all. Thank you, 3 uh, Ari. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, so yeah, I love hearing that. That's awesome. Stargates. Exactly. Exactly. Anita. Anita's got it on point right there. Talking about portals here. Blaze with fire. Literally stargates. You can imagine these extraterrestrial entities going in and out of realms. Stepping in and out of planets. Um, probably with all these sacred geometric portals on our planet. They have a craft or a hub or a mothership that will allow them to quantum leap through these portals so i know that's wild right that's insane what an insane theory that this guy can't prove go look at go look at ancient uh astronaut theory go look at um, all the ancient archaeological sites on the planet go just look around you and open your eyes look at sacred geometry go look at the pyramids go look at what our planet used to be like go look at lost civilizations i'm about to do a whole series on tartaria on um Atlantis, we're going to talk about Thoth, the Atlantean. We're going to talk about uh, Enki, uh, the magician from the water was Enki. Um, where did Jesus learn these mysteries at? Like, what? where was he from? Uh, so we're going to talk about a lot of that. Where did he go for, you know, the lost 18 years of his life? So really, really interesting stuff. Um, if you're into that, you're in the right place. So, And I entered into that house and it was hot as fire and cold as ice. There were no delights of life therein. Fear covered me and trembling got a hold upon me. Now this is interesting because if you're used to plants and rocks grounding to the earth and now you're not grounded at all, you're in a psychic environment, heavy with crystalline energy, um, and you are in a place that has heat coming from crystals but air conditioning. Think about that. That's what he's describing. If you've ever been in a computer room and you have all the heat from the fans that are that's cooling all of the processors, uh, but then you have an air conditioner blowing on you and there's no plants, there's no daylight, there's nothing, and it kind of feels like hell on earth. Like it's a weird feeling. I, I don't like it uh, personally. Um, I'm a big fan of like being outdoors or in a nice studio like this with daylight coming in. Um, and so that's basically what he's describing. I'm just giving you guys like literally what he's laying out here. Um, it's really, really interesting. So Maya, what is up? How are you doing? Uh, fear covered me and trembling got a hold of me. Truth trained there for confirmation. And as I quaked and trembled, I fell upon my face and I beheld a vision. And lo, there was a second house greater than the former we're going to talk about the second house tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Do not miss tomorrow's episode because we're going to get even weirder down the rabbit hole of this. But I want to talk about some things that you can expect coming up here in this series. We're going to be talking about the glory of God. These are all part of Enoch's vision. The glory of God. Enoch saw the glory and radiance of God on his throne. Thank you, Truth Train, for the confirmation. The text emphasizes the indescribable splendor and majesty of God's appearance, his garments shining brighter than the sun. Number two, he witnesses heavenly beings surrounding God's throne. Enoch observed numerous angelic beings, uh, often referred to as watchers or holy ones. These angelic entities had various roles and functions such as worshiping God, offering prayers, and serving as attendants. Now think about that. If you understand understand worship theory, I need to do a whole video on that. Um, if you're a human and you get uh, up on stage and you play a guitar and you get 100,000 people chanting your name, you receive more power in that one moment than the average person receives in their entire life. Let me say that again. When you have 100,000 people chanting your name, you receive more power in one moment than the average individual will receive their entire life. That's when you go God mode. That's when you become a deity. That's when you're being worshipped, okay? Uh, 
nothing wrong with that if you use it for good. A lot of these people have used it for social good. Um, however, look at how many rock stars have fallen prey to, uh, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the way down the, the list, right? Uh, self-destructed and they're no longer around, right? Some of them have survived the test of time. They're, they're doing good for the world now, but it didn't always start out that way. Uh, this trap happens even with Christian artists. You can see how many Christian artists have fallen down this trap. So same thing with the social media influencer, same thing with the politician, same thing with the world leader. Um, anyone that is in the public eye uh, basically is, is in understanding of a little bit of what this looks like. Now imagine if you had on your payroll through the entire universe, you had a bunch of entities that were literally programmed, contractually bound for their survival to worship you day and night. I want to let that sink in for a second because I think often we hear like in the book of Revelation and stuff that uh, you have these entities and they're worshiping the name of God day and night. Do you even know what that is? Do you even know what that does? Because the Father Jesus speaks of is in spirit and in truth, and you must worship in spirit and in truth. You don't have physical entities bowing down saying a specific name. The name is unnameable. It's literally a metaphysical entity, a quantum god. It is the divine masculine source quantum energy, the heat, the actual fire energy of the universe that ignites everything that gives you your literal life force. It is the mother or the divine feminine wave energy that's considered the Holy Spirit. When you have that feeling wash over you, the Holy Spirit ignites you. It's because that wave is moving through you, that creative wave. Then you come into agreement with the ancient Om, the word of God or the child of God. That's when you solidify in your 3D realm your actual experience of the truth of the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and now you are in the three-dimensional, the actual child of God, ye are gods. You have the Om, the ancient Om. That's when that Om comes into agreement with the divine feminine, the divine masculine, the source energy, the wave energy. It becomes the particle held together by that word. That's when we're in agreement in ourself, and that's when we are literally the children of God. Now, this is not like a, um, not all physical, right? Now, it can manifest in the physical, but it's only a shadow and type. So as we look into this, this is the quantum God theory, the quantum consciousness, or what is called the Christ consciousness. It is literally the unity of all of those elements together, holding them together, with your realization. It's called God realization. It's when you go God mode, when you have Christ consciousness. Now this is something whenever I talk about it, people freak out because no, that's not what Christ is. No, it really is. Go go read it. Understand even in Pauline theology, as, as much as I've been a critic of it, it's very Gnostic with a lot of dogma mixed in. And it makes me think that someone literally took Paul's actual message and went and messed with it until it was so screwed up that you have to look between the lines. Um, so, no, Christ consciousness is not Om. That's not what I said. The Om holds together all of those things. When you become the particle, that's the awareness. That's the agreed upon reality you've stepped into based on your consciousness. Your consciousness, your agreement of all of those together is how you experience reality. So that's my understanding of it. Um, anyway. Uh, 3RE, you know, obviously has more information than I do. So, you you know, check out your channel and you probably explain it better, hopefully. So, because I know you can't just be a comment warrior. Surely you're putting out a lot of content, original content with your voice, your face, where you're revealing the mysteries on your own. So hopefully that's true about you. Because comment warriors, you know, everybody can sit behind a phone and type. Or you can program an AI to interact. You just give me free content anyway. So, um, 
Then uh, praise and worship, Enoch witnessed the constant praise and worship by angelic hosts, singing, singing hymns, offering prayers and glorifying God's name in ceaseless manner. Hymns, spells, enchantments, feeding power to a deity. Uh, because the truth about God in us, it wants to manifest through us. It's not something that needs worship and it doesn't need to be built up. It, it wants to build us up. And as we speak and spell, we create things with it. There's a much different flow to that than what most people think. They think, I've got to sit here and praise and worship God because he needs it. No, that, a deity needs that. A rock star needs that. An emotionally shallow individual needs that, right? No, 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 no. That truth of God, the quantum God, wants to manifest through you. And wants you to align with its will of the highest good, love, and light unity and actually manifest those qualities in the world or that fruit as jesus talked about cindy says wow thank you cindy you guys get what i'm saying here like think about you have to think about this stuff that's why i did the video on deconstruction earlier go back and watch that one episode 237 really 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 good if you're like at that impasse you're at that point you're like how do i navigate forward do I, keep, do I hold on to this stuff or do I kind of step forward? Dang, y'all are chatty today. I like cannot keep up, ladies. I love it. I'm glad. Thank you. Keep keep that, keep that the comments bumping. That's bumping the video up. I appreciate that. Thank you. But I literally can't keep up. You guys are good for you. I love it. I love it. Good energy today. Good energy. Um, and guys, I want to be really honest. That's what I'm here for. A lot of people have said don't create right now. A lot of people have said you know, uh, you know, take time off, blah, blah, blah. And I've taken a little time off and I'm going to listen to my body and my mind and my spirit. Um, but at the same time, I am a transformer of energy. If you're coming in here as a hater, I'm going to transform that energy into free content. If you're coming in here uh, in love and light, I'm going to transform that into blessings for everybody that comes across this video. If you join the community, I'm going to transform that into more unity in our community and make sure that you have the resources you need to succeed, to ask the right questions, to grow on your own, find your spiritual gifts, an alchemist. Exactly, Holly. Um, and I've gotten really good at doing that, by the way. I'm not always perfect at it, but I'm getting a whole lot more confident at it. And this Gemini season is a great time for me to just test that. So even as, as there's a lot of chatting going on and stuff, obviously you guys needed it, right? Obviously we all needed it today. And if I hadn't shown up, where's that going to go? I want to take that energy and place it in a healthy, loving atmosphere so we can all explore it together. Yvonne says, beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you, Yvonne. Um, DA says, you're the truth, Cub. Thank you very much. I don't know about that, but I do my best to be real for sure. For sure. Um, so, divine counsel. Enoch observed a council of heavenly beings gathered around God's throne. The council is engaged in discussions and received instructions from God or the God or the high God or whatever in this. Uh, the council members included archangels and high-ranking celestial entities. Number six, divine judgments. Enoch witnessed the rendering of divine judgments and decisions, God's wisdom and justice, were manifested as he examined the deeds of individuals and determined their fate. Again, not really what God, like quantum God, God in spirit and in truth, like what Jesus talks about in other gurus and yogis and ascended masters like Buddha, Krishna, uh, and many, many, many other sages throughout history have talked about. It's not this divine judgment. It's this uh, yin and yang. It's this balance. It's this karmic laws. It's not... Uh, you have a deity that's crushing people under its thumb. You have um, an energy that wants to manifest through those that align with the highest good. And we have free will and a lot of people abuse that power. They understand how to harness that neutral creative force of God. Um, and when I say neutral, I don't mean it's not intelligent. I mean it's so intelligent that there's entities that build crystalline thrones and rooms to tap into that quantum energy and create those resonances, create those portals, create that actual interaction with other divine realms and fields. By the way, a lot of crap we don't understand. I'm just going to be really honest. Uh, I have no way to support this. This is all pseudoscience. This is all theory. This is all woo-woo. 
until it's not, until you have a crystal on your desk and you realize that it gives you energy, until you walk into a cave of crystals and you're around quartz crystals and you realize there's a resonance field of them and you like close your eyes and meditate and have more downloads than you ever have in your life. Um, when you experience it, that's a whole different level. Holly says, hello, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we will never understand it. Not until we're moved on to another realm and even beyond that, there's still mysteries. So, um, anyway, so that's what I'm talking about today. By the way, it's important to note that these descriptions of Enoch's visions may vary across different versions and translations of the book of Enoch, just like the Bible. A lot of different uh, camps and schools of belief on it. Uh, interpretations of the text may differ amongst religious and scholarly communities. Truth trained for the win right there. So, always do your own research. This is purely my opinion and interpretation that I've crafted from my studies based on the original texts and mythologies as well as my personal experiences. So, take it with a grain of salt. But if you're on your own path, you probably vibe with what I'm saying. You probably had similar downloads and understandings. You're not alone. This community's here for you. If you want to really dive into the community, hit up my website. It's in my profile, bio, description, and comments, depending on where you're listening or watching. Um, also, follow the podcast on the audio platforms, Apple and Spotify, Cub Cooker, Supernatural Podcast. Love you guys. I hope you have an awesome, awesome day. Cindy says, holy cow, I'm new here, um, and you're speaking things I resonate with. Wow, wow, wow. Cindy, welcome, my friend. Be sure to follow. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We're streaming on four different devices. I come at you guys twice a day, all day, every day, um, as well as the short videos, as well as we have our patron tribe where we meet on the weekends. We literally have a community talking about this stuff. I just posted the challenge today. If you join today, you can get in the challenge. We have a seven-day meditation challenge we're all going to be doing together. Every week we have a new challenge. Guys, I'm building a lifestyle here for all of us, okay? I don't want us to get lost again. Let's not get lost again. I've spent too much of my life lost. You've spent too much of your life lost. I'm not saying I'm the answer, but I do know community helps. I do know I don't know what I'd do without this community. I do know that we got a ton of people in the community that literally would not trade this for the world. That it is one of the most important things to them, interacting with all of our people, listening to the messages, digging deeper on themselves. This is all about inner work. This is not about cub worship. This is about inner work, doing the work together as a community. That's what I facilitate in there. It's not about me, guys. Anybody in the community knows it's not about cub. Uh, I do my own spiritual stuff. I bring my downloads back. We talk about it as a community. Um, we do our meditations together. Honeybee says, yes, love the fam. Molly says, welcome aboard. Cindy says, yes, awesome, Cindy. Welcome aboard, Cindy. Yeah, and Cindy, if you join, I'll welcome you over there. So uh, cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can't miss it. There's big green buttons you can click on all down the page. So anyway, love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to see you guys tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. You guys that said you're going to join, I'll welcome you over there here in just a few minutes. Love you guys. Thank you so much. God bless you. Peace, and I'll see you tomorrow.